Hello, my name is Greg Costanzo. I'm an Associate Director of Industry Relations at Columbia University's School of Professional Studies. I am today's host for the Behind the Scenes podcast series, which consists of a number of interviews with professionals discussing provocative career-related topics to set the stage for students. The topic of today's podcast is, is cybersecurity the job of the future? I'm here with Merrill Miller, Vice President and Co-Lead of Advisory Security Engineering and Technology Risk at Goldman Sachs. Merrill, it's great having you here. Thanks for joining. Thanks for having me. Let's take this opportunity to ask you if you could tell the listeners a little bit about yourself. Currently, I co-lead advisory security engineering and technology risk at Goldman Sachs. And what that means is we're a security engineering team that builds products and services for the rest of the firm to ensure the security of their applications. Um, I have been with Goldman for four years, and prior to that, I was in consulting in technology systems integration, with half of my time split um, in federal services and the second in financial services. So a lot of responsibility there. Yeah. (laughs) Security is kind of like that. So I have to be honest, Meryl, I was crawling through your LinkedIn profile, and something stood out that really interested me. I want to bring it up because I saw that you studied as an undergraduate student environmental analysis and policy. Yes. So can you tell the listeners out there uh, whether that bachelor's degree has influenced, I don't know, either directly or indirectly uh, your career path? I would say it hasn't really at all, um, except for the fact that I pursued what I was interested in in college that taught me to go with good managers, find the right people to surround yourself with, and that will beget some success. And so I followed what I loved there. I actually did move to Washington right after college to um, pursue a policy job and then went into consulting instead when I got down there um, as kind of a shift to try something new. And then that sort of took off in a technology direction, but that has always kind of come up with people in the past that my background is not at all in tech and then somehow the last 10 years have managed to be <laughs> completely in tech based off of a environmental policy degree. Well, let's keep in line with this discussion about education because you are also a part-time MBA student here at Columbia University. So I'm interested, have you been able to apply what you've been learning in the classroom as a graduate student to to your job nowadays or maybe prior to this current role? Uh, No, I definitely have, and more so than I anticipated going into it. Um, And so I will say I'm very lucky that Goldman has supported me in my time away since I'm out every other Friday uh, for the program. And clearly, uh, I'm not learning technology skills in the MBA program that I'm bringing back, but there's a lot of other values, thought processes, frameworks um, that were being taught that are directly applicable to my job. And this comes in the form of how I can get the best out of my team, how I can be reflective of my own management style, how I can think differently about problems where maybe I would have tackled it in the same way I had previously. So in that respect, it's been absolutely valuable. And I would say almost daily, I'm able to bring things back to work. It would make sense that in your MBA program, you're not going to 
be diving in and, and picking up all these technical hard skills, but more the the soft managerial skills is what exactly. you're what yeah. you're looking for are going to benefit you the most. I will say though, the finance classes, yeah. <laughs> those really got me. It was the first time I'd ever done finance before, even though I, you know, work at a bank. Yeah. So <laughs> those were there were definitely some quant skills and some finance skills that were brand new to me. But you know, hopefully I never have to use those. <laughs> <laughs> I want to know about highlights of your career? Would you be able to share, I don't know, two, three major highlights? The very first thing that comes to mind is is taking on this security engineering team that I'm currently co-leading. You know, the position that we're in in the firm to really support our people to better provide for their clients is a pretty unique opportunity. And to cherry pick the type of security work that we do in the firm also provides a really great ground for us bringing in the right people. Um, so that's definitely a highlight. I also think of creating what we called an application security champion program. And that was really a way for us to get developers within the firm involved in our security process and let them become champions of security and integrating that into products as they see fit. Um, and we did do partnerships with NYU um, for special certifications for them to give them any security training that they need, as well as partnering them up with various people in technology risk um, to give them the tools that they need to promote security within the firm. And so that, that was a pretty big highlight and something that we take a lot of pride in. You mentioned security, cybersecurity a lot there. So let's get back to the, the topic. Is cybersecurity the job of the future? So is it? Is it the job of the future? I certainly think so. Um, but, you know, it's, it's also a job that's incredibly important right now and one that should have been prioritized for many years before. It really is something that I think was left to very forward-thinking companies previously, and now it's something that everybody needs both professionally and personally. And we've seen, you know, in this field, in the space, the, the number of cyber attacks, you know, they continue to rise, stakes become greater. Examples include you know, voter databases and credit bureaus being hacked, the internet of things, have given plenty of opportunity to hackers. And businesses and organizations, they have to take measures to protect their data and the data of their clients. What are some fundamental steps that organizations must take to ensure that they're prepared and protected from cyber attacks? Yeah, so there's a, a basic understanding that in some ways you're always a step behind, right? You can't anticipate what other people are doing, particularly like nation state actors um, with a lot of drive and a lot of funding and a lot of talent. So some part of it is making peace with the nature of the world and where you stand there. Um, but beyond that, really basic foundations include having really strong technology controls, uh, security processes, issue review and triage. These are sort of the basic building blocks. And, and what that means is, um, and this is a very basic example of that, but if you've ever gotten stopped from sending an email on your work mail um, to, some, to an outside re recipient, or if you've ever tried to access a website and you can't, um, if you've got a spam filter on your Outlook inbox. Those are sort of examples of very basic technology controls, and, and they're sort of foundational to a lot of cybersecurity processes. A more important piece of this are people and education. 
and making sure that your employees are aware of how they're being targeted, if they're being targeted, and when, simple measures that they can take to protect themselves because, you know, that's what's considered sort of the first line of defense into the firm because our client's data is with us and it's our job fundamentally to protect that. Yeah. So what you're saying is when I'm trying to go onto a website at work and and I shouldn't be on there so I get a pop-up blocker, that's you. That's you behind that? It could. It could also be compliance. Yep. Um, It depends. Um, But no, yeah, we're pretty strict about what websites employees can access. And it's just for that uh, exact reason that there may not be anything malicious that we know about, but it's better safe than sorry. Okay. Better safe than sorry. Good answer. (laughs) Looking at the the field of cybersecurity as a whole, how broad is it really? It's huge. So I, th- I think people think about cybersecurity and they picture, you know, a hacker in a hoodie on a computer somewhere, um, or maybe they think about uh, government, um, which is a huge player in cybersecurity. But really, it's, it's sort of a field like any other where you've got what people think about it, and then you open it up, and it's really so much more vast than those specific nuances. There's all kinds of things like penetration testing, which is pretty cool when you try to hack your own applications internally. And there's all kinds of ways to incorporate security into development. And there's also project managers that focus specifically on cybersecurity. So you don't even need to be a computer scientist to be in the field. So I'm a student, or I'm just an individual interested in this field. Recently come across it, it piqued my interest, and I want to start looking into it as a, a serious career path. But there's so many different places I could go. What would you recommend? What kind of advice would you give to somebody like me on how to figure out what would be the best niche or best path? That's a great question. You know, it's, it's really a field that was built off of being a self-starter. Um, because the field developed before formal training did on it. That's kind of how all of hacking got going. And so a way to get into it, if you don't have various options available to you, one would be see if you're in school, see if you've got classes that offer a security focus in some way in cybersecurity. That often is the case now. If you don't, Take a computer science class and speak with your professor and pick a special project that focuses on security because that can be a lot of different things and you can certainly explore one avenue of that. Um, You know, there are a number of resources like the Center for Internet Security is government funded and they provide all types of resources and information on cybersecurity in general and how you might be able to learn more to pick out what you find interesting. But the real answer is just to get started in some way. Express that it's an interest. Speak with your professors or with your classmates. Um, See if you can get an internship in that area. And I will say that you don't have to have experience in security to get experience in security. Many, many firms and even security companies are willing to teach that aspect to smart computer scientists who are interested in that field. So showing an aptitude and a curiosity are probably the most important things. You mentioned computer science a couple of times. I'm wondering if that is almost a prerequisite for people that want to get into this field or you know, are there certain skill sets, tools that they need to be familiar with that would really make them stand out? 
Well, so I like to stay true to my roots and say no. But there are certain things you can do for yourself that right, will make you're it easier. Right, the environmental <laughs> policy exactly. student. <laughs> Anything is possible. But the truth is, no, there are certainly things that you can have on your resume or that you can have done that will make a transition easier if that's what you're looking for. You know, varied computer languages, Java, Python, and SQL being, you know, very common, but that totally depends on the company. So just one language won't give a one-up in that. And I guess on that note, too, I will say CISSP and, and other type tests that you can take and certifications that you can get are certainly helpful, but they're not required. And so things that you can think about are, honestly, I would say computer science is, is very common. Engineering of any type, um, you know, shows a discipline and thought process that a lot of technology companies are looking for. Sure. You mentioned a lot of great, a lot of important resources that students could take advantage of. Step one, your campus, your your faculty, professors, express that interest. What are your thoughts on, on professional organizations? Are there some reputable associations out there that are great for people, you know, for professionals in cybersecurity or those that want to learn more and they can attend conferences or events or just join, become a member of a group? Anything that fuels your interest is probably a positive thing to do. OWASP is an organization that comes to mind. It's an open source security um, center, and they sort of are a thought leader on vulnerabilities, uh, cybersecurity in general. They release top 10 lists that we measure against every year. They're a good source of information. Um, but really, I kind of think that's just as much personal preference as anything else. Right. Would you say that um, there's a shortage of skilled cybersecurity professionals out there? And and if so, what, what needs to happen to close that skills gap? Yes, I do think that there is a skills gap. I think it's a little overblown in the media when they indicate the number of open roles in the next 10 years versus um, you know, people coming out of institutions with degrees in those fields, you know, as we sort of have talked through, given the basically recent development of this field, the need to have extensive experience isn't always required. It's kind of more about ambition. And so, yes, there's a skills gap. A lot of companies are willing to teach that on the job. And a lot of it is also self-taught. So you can have an interest in security and learn some of these concepts yourself and put that on your resume. That said, we like to partner really closely with academic institutions to make sure that they understand that this is an ongoing need. I don't think that that's misunderstood, but we do hope to see skilled security professionals coming out of undergraduate institutions and certainly master's degree programs across the country um, to help build that. So looking at jobs, you talked about the field that was pretty broad, and there's many different avenues uh, people could go down you know, to start their career in, in cybersecurity. When I think of this field, I, you know, I think of the top, one of these top positions, a chief information security officer. And you know, that's a title that continues to gain recognition and importance, but what are some other positions uh, that are in demand in this space. And maybe if you could think in terms of, you know, new professionals, entry level, and then, you know, career progression through mid and senior level. Absolutely. I mean, so at least I can speak to sort of how we think about it in technology risk. 
Um, when we have people come in straight out of undergraduate um, institutions, we'll have them do all kinds of security-related work. So almost like a rotational program where they get exposure to how we think about security and how we check for it at the firm. So that takes shape in many different ways. One is basic security analysis, and this has many components. And that means they'll take an application that we have in the firm and they'll perform a design review on it. And that means they take a look at the technical diagrams, the infrastructure, and they ask a series of questions about how secure this design is. They'll work with the development teams to improve the security of that design. And then as it moves forward and the development team creates and commits code to build this app, they'll go through and do manual code reviews. Check out the code. Are there security flaws in it? Could they think of ways that it wouldn't be as strong as it needs to be? From there, we wait for the application to be built, and then we penetration test it. And that means they actually act as internal hackers and go in and try and break the application. That's kind of the fun part. Sounds like the fun part. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And, and sometimes it's the person who is with the app the whole way through, and other times it's not. So we cover... We cover all the bases that way. So that's kind of like a, a technology risk review process that somebody might be involved in. We also have a really extensive vulnerability management program. So you would have been familiar with this when um, Microsoft releases a patch on Tuesday and you need to go in and hit update on your software. You know, we get patches constantly <laughs> that need that need to happen or either don't and we make those risk decisions. So our vulnerability management team is looking at those types of choices, seeing what vulnerabilities are out in the world, seeing what what might be impacting Goldman Sachs, looking at our own technical environment and making decisions about how to proceed with that. Um, that's also pretty exciting stuff. Yeah. Security architecture. How do you think about security in the beginning levels of technology development? Data science, you know, that's a big word I think we all like to use. But in a lot of cases, it's true. We're working with an enormous volume of data. Um, so how do you really make sense about that and then turn that into risk decisions that either you yourself are making or that you're communicating to the business? These are the types of roles that are sort of running the secure, the foundational security of the company all day, every day. Meryl, mm -hmm. as, you, as you're talking more about the field, your job, the things that cybersecurity professionals do, it makes me think of that HBO show, Silicon Valley. Is that like your and your favorite show and, and your favorite, the favorite show of all the people in your inner circle at work. Do you know I've actually never seen it? Oh, okay. <laughs> but I know, but I know of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's funny because we operate I would say somewhat startup like because of how recent the the sort of like field and industry is and how agile we have to be with what we do, but I think everyone gets a kick out of that show. Yeah. People in hoodies trying, you know, sitting in front of computers for hours. That's right. We did just go casual. Technology is casual really? at Goldman Sachs. That's right. Excellent. <laughs> so you can wear a hoodie now. All right. So where do you see this field of cybersecurity and technology risk heading? Look, I think there's nowhere for it to go but up. And I mean that in the level of complexity is always growing. 
everything gets more sophisticated every day, basically. So as soon as you get a handle of what's going on, what attacks are looking like, what is the best security practice, how to protect yourself, it's different the next day and it's outdated. Um, so in that sense, the field is really designed for people who are never satisfied with status quo. It's always evolving and changing. And so, you know, in that respect, I think there will only be more security professionals in the future. More people will have a working knowledge of, you know, security nomenclature and best practices who aren't in the field because it's it's just more or less ubiquitous. Last question. What do you like most about your career? The people. I know it's a cheesy answer. It's true. But um Security is a stressful line of work to be in because all it takes is one mistake, one missed thing or everything being done right and having that still not be good enough. And so, you know, I consider myself incredibly lucky to go to work every day with bright and talented people who also make me laugh. It's a surprisingly fun environment, I think. You know, these are people who are dedicated to solving problems and taking on challenges that are bigger than all of us together. And so that kind of camaraderie is is definitely a highlight for me. That's great. Yeah, I mean, it often comes down to people. Thanks so much for joining us, Meryl. Thank you for having me. Our next podcast is on how to use data and storytelling to persuade in your career with Benjamin Royce, head of performance data science global agency at Google. And I leave you all with this message. Every single one of you has a purpose. It's developed from your passion. And when one is on point with your purpose, it could help change the world for the better. What's your motivation? Thank you.